I'm Taylor Strecker, and this is Younger Uncovered, a podcast dedicated to all things younger. In this episode, we're talking about the return of Josh, the exit of Pauline, and the anatomy of ducks, among other things. It's all about what went down last night in episode 502, A Titanic Problem. And here to get into it with me is the queen of millennial print, the one and only Hillary Duff. Hey, girl. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you so much for doing this. Of course. I'm so sorry I missed you the other night. Oh, my God, girl. Well, now it all makes sense. Girl, congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. I know. It was like we had done press all day long, and I was like, if I have to wear one more concealing item, (laughs) I just felt so... I'm like, I can't deal with Spanx. I can't, like, constrict this baby anymore. Girl. And I was exhausted. I I think that if they would have let me show up in a bathrobe, I could have possibly made it, but that would have been... Rava on concealing your bump. I mean, I didn't, I couldn't tell at all that you were pregnant at the premiere party. Not even a bit. How hard was that? I work with Jackie all the time, who is our wardrobe um, stylist for the show as well. And she's so amazing Mm -hmm. that uh, she just had it figured out. Thank God, sweatpants. Like, dressing up sweatpants are a thing right now. I know. that was a big part of my season. Well, congratulations. We're so excited for you. Everyone is so excited for you. The fans are. Everybody is. So, congrats. Thank you. Okay, so let's get into this episode, 502, A Titanic Problem. Um, So, in this episode, the millennial gals, you guys are winning big time with Marriage Vacation. Uh, It becomes a Reese Witherspoon book club pick, which is everything. The ladies meet with Reese's people and start talking movie rights, and then Liza ups the ante even further with an idea for this first look deal and you guys are just like crushing 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 so do you think that the better Liza gets with her job the harder it is for her to actually come clean in terms of admitting her lies yes I do and um first of all this is such an amazing opportunity for them I love how we're tying in reality to the show here with Reese Witherspoon and all that she's producing and how everybody's putting it up you know with big little lies and whatever's to come next mm-hmm. um so I think what we're learning is obviously the fact that Liza couldn't get hired and look at what a key ingredient she is to making this company a success, you know, and and honestly keeping Empirical afloat. Yes. She's truly brilliant. But yes, I think this one lie continues to make plenty of other tiny lies. And I do think it makes Kelsey nervous as much as she lies and says that, like, everything's going to be fine. Right. She's constantly worried about the security of millennial and obviously they have one shot you know yes to make this a success and to make their you know their impressions on the publishing world Mm -hmm. and this lie would be so crazy for people to find out you know that people would think they were both psychopaths oh my god completely and it would i mean it could completely destroy everything that millennial has accomplished yeah and i also think that um liza's little lies like now that kelsey knows the secret that's fine. She's like accepted it. But all of the times that she's had to do little lies to like keep covering, I think those still kind of hurt Kelsey. You think that they continue to hurt her? Yeah. Like she's like, oh, well, I had to lie about that. Or, oh yeah, well, of course I had IDs made. Well, of course I said this. Like mm-hmm. It's like the deeper she gets. Yeah. Because it, it like makes all of those memories that they had kind of false. Absolutely. Well, so Liza's also a poster girl, I would say, for faking it till you make it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have to ask you, have you ever been in a situation where you had to fake it a little? Oh, God. Um, All the time. I mean, I'm an actress. (laughs) Come on. And a singer. All the time. Most of my life is faking it till I make it. You know, like half the time, I don't know what I'm doing. You just got to show up and like give it your best. And 
not be afraid to fail. You know, that's when like some of the greatest stuff comes out, but like going on an audition or not, you know, not being totally prepared. Like you can't go in there with the insecurity of that. You're not prepared. You have to go in there with like all the confidence in the world. So yeah. Queen of faking until you make it. Yeah. Or, or doing an interview or whatever. You never know what someone's going to ask you. You're like, you kind of put your suited armor, but like, want to be open as well and um you do your best you know okay so josh is back from ireland uh but claire is not uh we'll get to that in just a little bit um but when liza and josh see each other he tells her that uh he dm her and she has no idea what he's talking about and then kelsey has to explain what sliding into someone's (laughs) dms means which is so hysterical because i feel like last season when she didn't know a stuff like uh about the memes you were so pissed at her for not knowing what a meme was and now you like you look at her like she has no idea what sliding to dms means you're like right there is her younger friend to teach her about that um which is so cute i love seeing that yeah. <laughs> juxtaposition in your relationship but she's also annoyed she's like how could you not know this <laughs> she's less annoyed the last season but still a little annoyed but um have you been known to slide into dms if i'm gonna be totally honest i kind of don't even think i know how to use that properly like i'm like is sliding into dms like flirting with somebody uh yeah well not anymore now i feel like it's not um i feel like my friends make comments I had to get over this hump because <laughs> friends would make comments on pictures that were like, so there's obviously like the public ones that everyone can see, but then the, the direct message are like only to you. And like, don't be fooled. Like, don't mistake the two. You know what I mean? Yes. So that was like kind of scary for me to figure out at first. And then also like, just text me. Right. But it's just so much easier when you're already in that app to respond in that app. But then you have so many different basically like text messages to like check all day. I know and people treat DMs like they're like officially emailing you and I'm like but I'm on social media like just like liking things and it's just like funville over here and I'm with you and then people are like well I DM'd you and I'm like that is not a sufficient way of getting a hold of me. Right, right. You're like an email or a text or hey, hit a phone call. Oh my my god! Imagine if you called me. People are like they're like melting to a puddle. They're like I can't call you. Um, What can you tell us about DM etiquette? You know, I know we talked about people thinking that DMs are text messages or emails, but is there anything else that you can teach us when it comes to DMs? Because I feel like I'm learning a lot. No, I feel like it's way more casual um, way to like communicate. So like, if you don't get back to someone right away, they can't be mad at you because you're like that's a dm like you know what i mean what's the what's the window we got like a 24-hour window on dms oh god i go days <laughs> sometimes i go so long if someone's made a comment on like a post that i've put up i won't even remember what they're commenting on girl i can't even remember what i ate for breakfast <laughs> but like how am i supposed to remember what i posted like i you know, know. And I, I also i have a kid so it's a little bit different like I, i'll put my i won't post a story sometimes but, like three days or two days or something like that. No, um, I operate the same as I you. I try to be casual about it. You try to be cool about your Insta posts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to the episode. So Josh tells Liza that Claire isn't coming back to the States mm-hmm. and it's not going to go work out for them, which is like such a heartbreaking emotional scene. So I have to ask you, what are your feelings on the whole Josh-Claire union? Were you surprised it ended so soon? Were you secretly happy it ended so soon? Oh, my God. I was so happy. I'm so not excited about that storyline ever. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate it. I hate that Josh got married. I never liked her from the very beginning, which is so mean, because um, Phoebe, who plays Claire, is actually very sweet. <laughs> I'm just not 
I'm not into Claire. I feel like I saw right through her from like the very first episode. Wait, I have to ask you because as I was watching this episode, I was like, so was Claire really just using Josh to get a green card or did she like love him and it's just falling apart? So that's totally confirmed. She was just like totally using him. I mean, I think so. I mean, he's adorable. I'm sure she is like attracted to him, but I think she had like one mission. Damn, she's cold. And it was so clear when... She treated Liza the way she did at the wedding. That's true. She basically like confirmed it herself. It was so it was so gross and like outward. So we're happy to be done with her. I know. I so I was bracing myself for another season with Claire. So I was well, don't speak so soon. Oh girl, really? <laughs> you just broke my heart. Okay. Wait, tell me more without telling me too much. I can't. I I think I just told you too much. Like not too much. I'm not like I'm not going to get a call from Darren about it, but like <laughs> I can't tell you anymore. But okay. it's big. Okay, okay, okay. Oh God! Now I'm going to be holding my breath the entire rest of the friggin' season. Okay, so uh, what's your take on the new Liza Josh dynamic? I mean, they're friends with big sarcastic air quotes. Yeah. Uh, but these two, like, can they ever really be friends, or is it going to be impossible for them to actually be platonic? I think it's going to be impossible for them to be platonic. I think Liza's so confused. Mm-hmm. Um, even about the Charles thing. Honestly, I think Liza, I love her to death, but she's like, she's like a teenager again, you know? Like, she has feelings for two people, which is totally acceptable and fine, but she, like, wants all the experiences, you know? So she hasn't, like, slept with Charles yet, so. Yet. Or, wait, did they sleep together last year? They didn't sleep together last year, and I don't know if they sleep together this year. Well, so she's just wanting to sleep with him, I feel like. She wants to, like, have that experience. Yes. You know what I mean? She still cares about Josh so much. Like, she's she's not being honest when she's, like, just wanting to be friends with Josh. I think she still cares about him. She's lying to herself for sure. Yes. And every time she goes over there, she's, like, looking all sexy and fine. I'm like, that's so mean. <laughs> she is. She's teasing him. She's being cruel, actually, now that you bring it up. I didn't realize that. I know. I feel like she's, like, always in, like, a little lingerie black bra top with like a little sheer top on top when she's going over to like use the bathroom and stuff. Mike, that's just mean. (laughs) Would you like to see a Team Josh comeback? I mean, I've always been Team Josh. I don't know if it's right for this season. This season is so good. Um, And I don't want to like tell everybody what happens. But um, I don't know. I feel like he's really responsible. And I know he's a little immature. But the time when he showed up, because he knew she was going to be drinking with her old buddies from New Jersey, and he waited in the parking lot for her to drive her home. Yes. Was that the sweetest thing ever? The best in the whole wide world. That proves to me that he's, like, a really good guy, and he really cares, you know? And he's giving her experiences. Like, I feel like he's waking her up again, you know? And Charles, even though he's, like, responsible and an adult, and that's, like, a very, like, sexy showdown to watch happen, at the end of the day, like, what are they going to nerd out about books? for the rest of their life. <laughs> totally. It's like a little stuffy. It's yeah, it's it's like expected, it's safe, it's a little stuffy. I mean, his his house alone though is reason enough for me to want to uh to marry Charles. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but who knows what's going to happen with that? Empirical's doing so bad. He could lose it. That was my first thought, actually, when Empirical bad. I was like, no, not the brownstone. He's probably going to be downsizing next season. <laughs> I'm being so mean to Charles right now. I actually love him, but he's giving Kelsey a really hard time at work. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally fair. So Charles is trying to avoid Liza. I mean, he's angry, as we can see in this episode. Uh, but also, he sees her with new eyes now, and he knows the truth about her. And she doesn't know that he knows the truth, which is so awkward. I know. Um, I have to ask you, if you found out 
a major secret, okay, that somebody had been keeping from you, would you confront them or would you just like pretend like you didn't know about the secret? Would you pull a Charles? Oh my God, I'm such a confrontational person. Really? That I could never, I mean, it depends on how, it depends on how close I am to the person. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I cannot, uh, I cannot like deal with unsettled business. I have to like approach it and confront it right away. First of all, I love that you're confrontational. I think that's a great quality, actually. I think, you know, I think women get a bad reputation for being passive aggressive. And so I appreciate you fighting the good fight for us being known to be like upfront. I think it's an important quality. Yeah. All my friends think I should have been a lawyer instead of an actress. But um, I'm not like super confrontational until there's like an issue, you know? Right, right. But once you're there, you're there and you're going in. Yes. Um, so do you think that Charles is actually, like, messing with Liza? Or do you think that he is, like, just scared about, like, this lie and he's worried about empirical and millennial and the business side of it? I don't think he's messing with her. I think he's too much of, like, a straight, for, like, a straight shooter for that. Um, I think he is, one, really hurt that he was lied to and, like, he's confused by that and sad. Which part of me is like, get over it. Now you can actually be with her. So you could just be happy about it. But I guess being lied to sucks. So I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt there. Um, And then I think he's worried about the business in general because empirical is sucking so hard right now. Uh And, um, you know, he's trying to find a way to protect the company. Who do you think deserves to be more mad at Liza? Kelsey last season or Charles this season? I think Charles is more mad than Kelsey. And deservedly so? I think that Kelsey and Liza have more of a understanding of one another, mm-hmm. you know, so they can, and they know more about each other's life. So it's easier for Kelsey to finally realize like that she has a daughter and why she would do those things. Plus they're both women. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're starting a relationship or courting someone, there's a lot that you keep secret. You know, there's a lot of like unknowns. And even though their relationship is like juicy and exciting, like, you know how it is when you're starting a relationship. Like, you keep your cards close to your chest a little bit. And I think that, like, so they don't actually truly know each other that well. Right. And then when this happens, it's, like, such a betrayal and such a, I mean, the trust is just gone. And where can they go if there's yeah. no trust? Yeah. Totally. Um, so, fun things that happened this episode. Uh, the marriage vacation book release party. So, let's discuss Lauren and Diana meeting for the first time. And how was that? Oh my God, so funny because I feel like it leaves it open-ended to like, oh my God, are they going to hook up or something? Like, Lauren's so forward. That's what everyone says. You just never know with her. Would Diana ever release herself enough to hook up with Lauren? Um, I don't know. She's a real wild woman this season, Diana. <laughs> There's a lot of unexpected things. Also, Zane admits uh, to Kelsey that he's actually nervous about work. So we see this like other side to him, which is really, really sweet after he loses L.L. Moore. Um, let's talk about the evolution of Zane. Yeah. This season, are we going to see a side to Zane that's like really soft and gentle and sweet? Yes. Yeah. You get to see him be a little more human and not such a playboy. It's funny. That, you know what? This is the age old tale of like the guy doesn't want to take you seriously. So then you move on and then he's like completely shocked and ready to commit. I know. I always tell my friends when they're dating, I'm like, make sure to date more than one guy at a time because I swear to God, guys can like, they're like, they're like hound dogs. They can like sniff out if another guy's around or if you don't care. And so I think that's, that's my dating advice to my friends. Yeah, it's absolutely true. And it's like age old. Come on. How come we haven't figured this out yet? (laughs) But that's exactly what Kelsey does. And it works like a charm. Do you think Kelsey did it intentionally or just do you think she just got fed up for real? I think she got fed up for real. 
Yeah. I think I think as smart as Kelsey is, she actually does wear her heart on her sleeve. And um, you know, she's not really into being treated badly, but she'll she'll play a game until she won't, you know, and then she's like, mm, that doesn't feel good. So she is a smart girl. She's just like a little immature and um you know, every time she acts like a dude and, and, like, hooks up with more than one person at a time, she's, like, constantly calling Lauren or talking to Josh about being a terrible person. <laughs> she tries to be, like, the cool millennial hooking up with everybody, but then she just can't really handle it at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a really accurate portrayal of what it is to be a girl in your mid-20s dating. Totally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so also, uh, we got to talk about um, the duck and the corkscrew dicks, okay? Like, that was such a oh huge... It was such, Tell me you had to Google it. Okay, so I... Did you Google it? I'm scared to Google it. I'm scared. I don't want to see it. Did you Google it? Of course. <laughs> of course. I had never heard of it before. I was like, I have to say this, so what? Do, what am I saying? And then I almost had a heart failure. I was like, no. What is it? What? Wait, like, is it like, it really looks like a corkscrew? Like, it really does? If you have your phone in front of you, (sighs) Google it now. Okay. It has a long, skinny, like, long, skinny (laughs) in the female duck. It's mean. Wait, wait, wait. Hillary, what do I Google? Corkscrew dick? No, duck dick. <laughs> Hold a on. duck dick or something. <laughs> duck, duck dick. Oh, no, now it's saying suck. Let's move on from what I was just... Uh, my, my thumbs are fat. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's horrible. It oh is my. so aggressive and so weird. <laughs> and you're like, where's it's... that thing hiding? Like, does it stay in the body? And then, like, when he's ready to use it, it just, like, shoots out? Like, a, like an automate... You know those, like, automated corkscrew things? I'm never drinking wine again, and I love wine. <laughs> you know what now they have the twist cap girlfriend girl i'm all about that i was sad cork was becoming extinct but now i'm thrilled i want that duck dick away from me <laughs> <laughs> wait also did you know that a female a female duck has a corkscrew vagina yes it like fits the part the parts fit just like ours it's so messed up and it like gets stuck and then they're like stuck together i think it's a real situation or that. You know what? Actually, this is the thing with dogs. When dogs have sex, the female, her vagina, like, clamps down on the male penis, and then they get stuck together for, like, at least a half an hour, and you can't get them apart. It happened to my dog. It happened to my little precious angel baby chihuahua <laughs> with, like, this big, nasty, lasso opso shaggy, drooly dog, and I almost died. I was screaming at the top of my lungs. I called the vet. My dog was screaming. And you have to like pour hot water on the on the situation and like slowly pull them apart. Oh my god. That is a, that is a nightmare. And I was like 21. <laughs> oh my. Did it happen at a dog park? No, it happened at my house. My grandma's gross dog was over. <laughs> and my little chihuahua was like I don't know. Sticking her like butt in its face, <laughs> and all of a sudden it like went after her. And next thing I know, she's like shrieking, and I come running in, and they're like stuck together. <laughs> it was honestly devastating. So was that the last time Grandma's dog was invited over? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, actually, Grandma's dog, Grandma had passed away, so like we were dealing with her dogs, and then the oh. dog went to go live with my mom. I was like, no more, no more. Buttons is no longer invited over. <laughs> Buttons. <laughs> What a sweet name. Oh, my God. That's hysterical. I'm traumatized. <laughs>
<laughs> fully. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so also at the marriage vacation book release party, not a fun thing happens. Diana talks to Charles, or Charles talks to Diana, rather, and they basically discuss, like, the fate of Empirical possibly being, like, really, really, really bad. And that's when Charles finally decides to go through with the Reese Millennial deal for the sake of the company. So is Charles now complicit in Liza's lie? Because he knows she's lying, and yet he's still going forward with this, like, huge deal. God, it's hard to not give too much away right now, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. he now he is kind of tangling the web a little bit, but he's, I think his his um, legs are tied because he's so worried about the company, the, the, overall, the whole, like, Empirical being, like, the company and Millennial being underneath it. It's mm-hmm. still, like, a part of Empirical, and it's, you know, really struggling right now. So now he's a part of it, but he, he does have this big thing with a lawyer, you know, he's trying to figure it out and, like, make the best moves. But, um, yeah, finally he he makes that, which is, like, obviously a good decision to make. But now he's kind of a part of the lie. Yeah. He's a part of it, but he had, he had, like, no other choice. I think he made the right decision. Yeah, me too. Uh, how great is it that he found out the very first episode? Oh, uh, Hillary, it's the best thing in the entire world. Doesn't it make the whole season exciting? It's so, it's so incredible. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I was, I was, I knew there was a big bomb that was going to be dropped on episode one of season five, but I still couldn't anticipate that at all. I, I was blindsided. And how about that it came from gross Edward L. L. Moore? <laughs> It was the best. So also, so in this episode, at the very end, you know, I don't want Pauline and Charles together, but I have to tell you, when Charles tells Pauline he's not in love with her anymore, I thought that was brutal. Did you feel bad for Pauline in that moment? I don't ever feel bad for Pauline. (laughs) Sorry. I love, by the way, I love Jennifer, and I want want them to, like, find a way to have her on the set all the time because she's so wonderful and just, like, the coolest person to talk to, honestly. I've had, like, great conversations with her. But I don't feel bad for her. I don't know how you can leave your kids for a year. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. Yeah, I think that she got what she deserves. You know, I think that a husband would look at a wife differently that could, like, leave their kids for a year at a time. I shoot this show. I can't leave Luca for more than, like, eight days. And I'm, like, chomping at the bit desperate to see him, you know? I I know it's a lot to have kids, and it can be hard, and everybody wants an escape sometimes. But, like, maybe try a weekend. Or if you're not happy in your marriage, like leave that behind but like you can't do that to your kids so i don't know i i'm so like i'm secretly mad at her do you think he could have waited like one more day to tell her he wasn't in love with her it was like the, she said it was the happiest day of her life i think that someone whose um work life makes them the, like the happiest day this is totally different if you don't have a family right but if like you have a family and kids and you know what that's like like but by the way plenty of people don't have kids that have joyful amazing lives and like so much different things can like thrill them and bring them joy um and that's like understandable but like for you just like just the success of her book making that be the what like the best day of her life is i think it's a pretty shitty thing to say and for her to feel like, feel like her her just emotions or like her intentions are in the wrong place and her like priorities and not that your kids should be like your whole entire life because there's a problem with that too you know like you've got to be in there somewhere mm-hmm. but i feel like they've just grown apart and he just views her differently and uh, she, of course, she wants to be back in that brownstone. <laughs> I got her. I know what she's doing. But you know what? You bring up a good point, Hillary. I didn't even think of that. So he's so pissed at her, of course, for leaving the kids for a year. And now she's saying that the best day of her life was a career-related moment. Yeah. That probably infuriated him to the point that he had to tell her no more. I, I, that, I just totally made that connection now. And then I also think that, like, his 
so much is happening with him right now, like the pressures of what's going on with Empirical, and plus, like, he's madly in love with Liza. And then finding out the secret and then still having to, like, act like he's going to be with, like, that, that, like, he's being forced into being with someone he's, that he, he's not in love with anymore. Like, all of that's just, like, too much for him to handle. I think he's allowed to have his own. Absolutely. And time to say, like, no more. I'm not doing this anymore. And then last question before I let you go, girl. Um, so we end this episode basically with Charles saying to Liza, congrats, you really pulled it off. Like, that's him kind of, like, showing his hand, like, I know a secret about you and I'm pissed at you. And kind of, like, giving her hints as to why. We like to call this uh, bitchy Charles. Oh, it's so cold. It's so cold. Well, Hillary, that's it for us. Thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate it, girl. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much. So fun to talk to you. So fun to talk to you. And girl, congratulations one more time before I let you go. Oh, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's exciting. I can't wait to see what happens next week on Younger. Whatever it is, I'll be right here afterwards to break it all down. I'm Taylor Strecker, and this is Younger Uncovered. Younger Uncovered. 